0: Good morning and welcome to Tuesday morning, May the 10th in 2022 on When I Rise. Today we remain in year C. This is the fifth Sunday of Easter. and On the Tuesday of the week, we'd like to take a look at the Psalm passage, which comes from this week from the Revised Common Lectionary. We find ourselves near the very end of the Psalter, Psalm 148. So let me read that passage, Brought a couple points for reflection, and we'll spend our time praying along the theme that we find there. Thanks for making this part of your morning on When I Rise. Let's allow our souls to rise and meet God together in a time of prayer. Psalm 148 Praise the Lord! Praise the Lord from the sky! Praise Him in the heavens! Praise Him, all His angels! Praise Him, all His heavenly assembly! Praise Him, O Sun and Moon! Praise Him, all You shiny stars! Praise Him, O highest heaven! and you waters above the sky. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for he gave the command and they came into existence. He established them so they would endure. He issued a decree that they would not be revoked. Praise the Lord from the earth, you sea creatures and all you ocean depths. O fire and hail, snow and clouds, stormy wind that carries out his his orders. You mountains and all you hills, you fruit trees and all you cedars, you animals and all you cattle, you creeping things and birds, you kings of the earth and all you nations, you princes and all you leaders on the earth, you young men and you young women, you elderly along with you children. Let them praise the name of the Lord for his name alone is exalted. His majesty extends over the earth and sky. He has made his people victorious. He has given all his loyal followers reason to praise. The Israelites, the people who are close to him, Praise the Lord. This is the Word of God for us. Psalm 148 is is obviously built on a repetition where this admonition to praise the Lord comes from all different angles. You notice how clean Psalm 148 is because the first major section uh, that goes all the way to verse six has this idea of things above us being extolled uh, or being uh, implored to praise God to extol God right and so you have talks about the sky and all the planets um, all the things that are above us um, oh sun and moon all you shiny stars the highest heaven and you waters above the sky so everything above us uh, we're under a canopy of praise because God is being praised through the created order above us. Within there is a pivot in uh, in the middle part of the psalm in verse 7. It says, Praise Lord from the earth, you see creatures and all you ocean depths. So we talked about the high things, and then we go to the low things. And it seems to be kind of working its way up. It talks about the, the fire and the hail and the snow and the clouds. So it's above us again, the stormy wind that carries out his orders. But then he goes to the mountains and the things that are created, the things that creep along the ground, the things that soar through the sky. He talks about the different peoples, the young and the old, uh, the men and the women among us. All things are told to praise the Lord. And so as we get to the end of Psalm 148, it seems like the psalmist has not left anything out, right? Things above us, things beneath us, things next to us, even things within us are told to praise the Lord. Um I think what the, one of the thing is about the one of the governing ideas of the Christian life is how are you and I going to accommodate if we are not followers of God before and we're followers of God now, how are we going to accommodate this new religious knowledge that we have. I think there's a couple different uh, ways in which people go about this. Number one, people try to add things to their life, right? Um, They were not a God follower. And so they're adding things, fixtures in their life, in order to kind of populate spaces within their life to be more of God. And so you see people who uh, will listen to radio stations in their car that are probably more explicitly Christian, right? Or um, movies that they watch may come from uh, production companies and houses that are explicitly Christian in their mission, right? So they're like bringing things from, like a, I guess, a sacred environment into their common environment, and they're hoping that there would be a transfer of now sacredness um, into my commonness because I've brought these things into my life. And I think a measure of that is probably always in play. But Christians along the way have also said that all truth is God's truth. As I think it's one of the. Axioms from one of the church fathers, right? And so anywhere you bump into truth, you bump into God. And so instead of saying that my life was void completely of God, and I want to now fill the void with God, uh, there's another explanation out there in Christian circles. that say, actually, if you look around more closely at the things that were already there, God has always been among you, right? I think one of my favorite ways to think of salvation, to kind of give it a metaphor, would be the film Tangled. Right. And I may have mentioned this before here on the pod. But um, if you know the story of Tangled, you know that Rapunzel has been taken from her family, uh, her family, uh, mom and dad are king and queen. And they have like this star image for the sign of the kingdom. It's like a sun star, like a a, a neat piece of artwork. And it's hanging in her bassinet. So the very first things that her eyes would have seen were mom's face, her dad's face and the star. Well, she's kidnapped by a person who can't have kids and uh, she's taken away to a high tower and she's in seclusion and her captor wants to keep her busy and so she gives her paint and so she paints all over her walls again and again and she's finally given a chance to escape from the tall tower she goes to the town where her parents are she doesn't know it's them and she has this banner from one of the festivals of you know the sign of the kingdom this the sun flare and as she's in the depth of her despair, she's in her room once again in captivity, and she sees this sun flare, and it's the exact shape of all the voids of all of her paintings in her room. So she goes, she's looking all over her room, and all of the blank spaces are the sun flare, and it comes, and all these memories of where she came from come rushing in, right? And that is the solution. That is her salvation. That is her great unveiling of who she really is, right? She's been lost all this time. And it's been there all this time. She just needed the interpretive key. I I I think that's the way some Christians have taught salvation is. It's not that we're like hauling all this new stuff into a common space. God's been there all along. And what evangelism is, is actually a curating of what's already been there, right under our noses. And we haven't had the eyes to see it. Maybe that's what's going on in Psalm 148. Look all around is all these things. I've been praising God all along and being a Christian, being integrated into the Christian story just now gives us the interpretive key to say, Hey, this has already all been going on. This is not new, but now I have the eyes to see it. Yeah. So that, that, that helps us on a day like this, right? Tuesday we've got like, you know, budget meetings in the afternoon or we're like, you know, going to lunch with a friend that we haven't seen in a while and there's a thought in the background like man if i could just like i have plenty to do like if lunch got canceled it might actually be a grace to me but the christian disposition says no the budget meeting in the afternoon and that lunch with a friend that i'm only like halfway excited about like god could pop up in the middle of all that and i have the interpretive eyes to see it now because i've been found in christ right so maybe psalm 148 it's like the warm-up tune kind of like the, the the pet music that allows us to discover this great truth that no matter where we find our feet today, God could be there too. He probably is there too. And so now we have this impulse to look for Him wherever we find ourselves. So with that in mind, let's spend some time praying to our God this morning. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we confess that the reason we decided to be Christian is not because of all the stuff that's given to us because we're Christian, like uh, eternity and the far beyond someday, but we want to be Christian because we want to be in relationship with you. We thank you that your word tells us that you've already given us everything for life and godliness. We cannot get more of you, God. We have all that we could ever have at Excess at this moment. And so we thank you that you've revealed who you are to us. You've brought us into your family. You've ascribed to us new life and citizenship in heaven. And so, God, we think that we wake up today with so much going for us. So God, as this day unfolds before us today, help us to resist the temptation to consider like some spaces are sacred and some places are common. Some conversations are sacred. Some conversations are common. Some activities I'm going to do today are sacred and some activities I'm going to do today are just common. God, help us to see that there's a, a swirling of the worlds because we are now Christian, that all spaces are sacred. All conversations are sacred. Every deed is is sacred and it's worship to you and so god this day help us to take note that the stars are singing your praises that the depths of the ocean are singing your praises and now it's our turn for us for all created people to sing your praises and so god we choose to see you in all things today so help us in that endeavor we ask in Jesus' name amen